Mark Santiago here, and welcome to the Empowered AF Podcast, where each episode we share powerful strategies to help you communicate, act, and lead like an empowered man. Thanks for joining me. All right, guys, I'm live. It's been a while. Uh, I got something really exciting I want to talk about today. I call this the difference between being a fixer and a leader. That's right, a fixer and a leader. See, most men are great fixers. Here's what I mean. You ever just like go somewhere, I don't know, your cousin's house, your uncle's house or something, and there's this broke down car. And what will happen is you'll see a bunch of men standing around that car going, hmm, I think it's the radiator. No, I think it's the starter. No, I think it's the engine. No, I think it's the transmission. Because as men, we're really good at fixing shit. And we like to fix shit. Like, we like to do that stuff. It's almost like we come alive. It's almost like an addiction or something where we see something broken and then we've got to fix it. Now, we're wired that way. We're wired to fix things. We're wired to show up. We're wired to solve problems, right? That's the way we're wired. But in relationships, that's not always the best thing. Here's another example. Politicians, always talking about fixing shit. Am I right? Am I right? Like I remember all the ads during the presidential election here in the US and Joe Biden kept talking about, he's got a plan. He said, I got a plan to fix coronavirus. I got a plan to fix coronavirus. Well, apparently he didn't have a plan for it because it's still ravaging uh, the US. But the fact is, is he built his platform on the idea that he has a plan to fix it. What else? Professional players. You ever watch the NBA? You ever watch the NFL? You ever watch after the game is over? And they will uh, they will talk about the problems that they had during the game. And, and all the people will say, well, what are you going to do to fix it? And they're like, well, we just got to go back to the game plan and we got to do this and we got to do that. And we got to come up with these things. And, and make shit happen because we haven't been successful at doing it. Men, we are good at fixing shit. Whether you're a politician, NBA player, NFL player, a mechanic, a teacher, whatever it is, you're good at fixing shit. But that doesn't mean that you need to fix your wife. Your wife is not something that needs to be fixed. Here's how that shows up in relationships. Let's think about something here. Your wife and you are having a conversation She's decided that she wants to pull out of the conversation. And what do you do? You go to fix it. You lean right in. You go, well, what's going on? Why are you mad at me? What's happening? How can I fix it? How can I make it better? I've had that happen so many times to me where it's like, as soon as she pulls away, we're like, we're on that thing because we want to fix it. We want to get in right in on it. And that is dangerous, especially if you want to have a healthy relationship. How's it? What's another thing? She's cheating. She's cheating on you. And what do you want to do? You want to fix it. You're like, the marriage is obviously broken, but I want to fix her. I want to fix what she's doing. So what am I going to do? I'm going to come up with her going to, uh, you know, uh, she needs a counseling. She needs to go do this. She needs to go do that. I'm going to, I'm going to fix it. I'm going to make sure that it's fixed because I want to save the marriage. We want to save everything. We want to save these things instead of leading. This is where I'm going with it. So she pulls away. What do we want to do? We want to fix it. She's cheating on you. What do you want to do? You want to fix it. Here's another one I hear all the time. Man, my wife, she's so confused. 
She's got, she's got guys in her ear or she's got women in her ear telling her to break up with me, telling you all these stories. I remember that one. I remember when my wife had pulled away from me and she wanted a divorce and I didn't know why. All I could think of was like, who are the friends that are in her ear? Who's telling her this bullshit? Who's telling her these things? I need to stop this right now. I need to put an end to this right now because they're going to convince her that she should divorce me. And as a man, what am I trying to do? I'm trying to fix it. I'm trying to fix it. I'm trying to fix it because that's what men do. We fix shit instead of leading shit. And today what I want to talk about is really the difference between being a fixer and being a leader. You see, fixers are reactors. They are reacting to situations because they're trying to control them. Think about the last time you tried to fix a situation in your marriage. You tried to fix what was happening, right? You weren't really caring about your wife. You weren't really wanting to hear what she was saying. What you were wanting to do was fix the fact that she was mad at you. You wanted to fix the fact that she was arguing with you or that she was yelling at you or that she was cheating on you or that whatever was happening. You wanted to fix that. You wanted to control that situation because that's what you're wired to do. But we have to rewire you to not be a fixer anymore and to start being a leader. See, what's the difference here? Leaders or anticipators who anticipate problems. Fixers react to problems, react to situations. Leaders are anticipating what is going to happen. They are anticipating the problems. They're thinking about the gaps in the relationship. They're thinking about where they are not communicating. They're thinking about what is happening, where they need to grow, how they need to exercise their own emotional maturity. Leaders are constantly looking at themselves from a place of humility as as opposed to a place of pride. Sorry, I got ducks outside. (laughs) Instead of looking at it from a place of of pride, we have to look at it from a place of humility. Here's the other thing they do. They focus on the other person more than themselves. They focus more on the other person than themselves. And some of you think, oh, that's what I'm doing. I'm focusing on her. No, you're trying to fix her. You're trying to fix the problem. You're trying to solve the issue. But you're doing it not for her. You're doing it for yourself. Come on, let's get honest. Let's get fucking honest right now. If I were to ask you really what's going on and why you really want to save your marriage and really why you want to stop her from doing these things, it has nothing to do with her. It has everything to do with you. And so instead of you crying for her, you're crying for you. You're not crying about her. You're not crying about the fact that that she's the one who's creating this gigantic amount of pain in her life that possibly could change her life forever because she's making these dumb decisions with herself and her body and whatever. You're crying not for her. You're crying for you because you want someone to feel sorry for you. That's not a leader. That's a fixer. That's someone who's trying to fix the problem as opposed to leaning into the pain of the problem and leading their wife and leading their kids and leading their family to another solution that is not based on salvaging for the man's sake, but moving forward in something new. So leaders focus on the other person more themselves for that person's benefit rather than being selfish. I can guarantee you, if you look deeply into why you want to fix this shit, why you want to fix your wife not talking to you, why you want to fix these things, if you are not honest with yourself, 
You have to get honest with yourself. If you're not honest with yourself, you're not going to see this. But if you get honest, I can guarantee you, you're going to see that there's something more at play here. There is something deeper at play. And we see this all the time in our 30-day challenge. The Empowered Man 30-day challenge, empoweredman.co slash challenge. You got to go to it, www.empoweredman.co slash challenge. 30-day challenge. The very first thing we do, we call it the crucible. And in the crucible, what we're literally doing is helping you understand what pain you are actually in. Because men come to us all the time and they think that the pain they're in is that they want to be married to this woman. They love this woman. All these things. They, they feel all these emotions and all this stuff. And they're not thinking logically at all. They're thinking right out of the back of their brain. They're reacting out of trauma as opposed to leading from a place of strength. And we call men to attention and say, hey, look, this ain't about saving the marriage. This is about leading your family into a new or next chapter. And it's up to you as to whether or not you want to lean into that or not. It's not about being selfish. It's not about you making it about you for your sake. You know, and then a lot of times guys will say, oh, I'm doing it for my kid's sake. I want to save the marriage for my kid's sake. But if your kids are living in trauma, if your kids are living in absolute disgusting toxicity, are you really doing it for them? Like, is this really the best option for them? And I'm not saying, again, that you got to go and divorce someone. I'm not saying that's the best op option. Like, I don't know your situation. But you really need to get really fucking honest with yourself and go, what do I actually want? Do I want to be a fixer? who's just trying to fix their wife who's broken, or do I want to be a leader who leads their family, leads their wife into the next step of the journey? The final thing about leaders, if they lead conversations, they lead with humility. They lead with humility, and this is huge. I see so many men who lead with arrogance and pride and it's disgusting. It's flat out disgusting. You lead with this domineering, this is my wife, this is my home, this is my situation, blah, 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 until your ass is broken because you find out your wife's cheating on you. And then you're like, oh, fuck, now what? Now what? Now what? You have to lead with humility and realize you don't have all the answers, that you don't always know what's going on. You don't know what's best for your wife. Think about that. You don't always know what's best for your wife. You don't. You're not God. You're a man. You're a human being. And maybe you're smart. Maybe you're intelligent. But you don't always know what's best for your wife or for your situation. So I want to give you three steps today for being a leader. The very first thing that you've got to do is you've got to quit making this shit about you. You have got to quit making this about you. So many guys take such offense to these things that they can't even fathom, they can't even fathom the possibility that their wives' struggles right now have nothing to do with the man, but have everything to do with her. And so what happens is, is you take all of the toxic shit that she might be throwing at you, the pain that she's throwing at you, and you absorb it and you take it in and you take it personal and you personalize it instead of really hearing and really understanding what she's actually saying. See, she's crying out for help when she's yelling at you, when she's doing those things, like take that actually as a sign of, oh my gosh, she actually trusts me to open up. But when she's doing that, she's not trying to be selfish most of the time. Most of the time, she's just literally letting out pain. And when I hear that, I go, my God, she must be in a lot of pain. For someone to commit adultery, for someone to cheat on their spouse, for someone to leave the marriage, for someone to, to make up uh, shit about their husband and get him thrown in jail, they must be in a lot of pain. 
I'm not saying that she's not being bad or making bad decisions. What I am saying is quit making it about you. It's not always about you. You can't lead if you are being selfish. Number two, listen, listen, hear, and understand before you open your mouth and speak. This one I see a lot, and I did this a lot in my marriage, where I would hear what she was saying, but I wasn't really hearing what she was saying. I was getting mad, I was getting irritated, and I wanted to fix that shit. You're not gonna talk to me that way. I don't want you yelling at me, blah, blah, blah. We're in an argument, all these things are happening, and instead of slowing down, instead of slowing down and actually hearing and understanding what she is actually saying, you are missing out on it. You are missing out on the gold that your wife is potentially giving you. Now, some of you are in totally different spectrums of this, right? Some of you are in the beginning of your journey where things are just starting to get tense. Others of you are right in the midst of a divorce. Others of you have moved on from your, from your wife and you're in a totally different situation. So I can't generalize this advice enough other than to say, listen, before you speak, listening is a humble action. It's totally a humble action. It comes from a place of realizing that I don't have all the answers. I don't always know what she actually wants or needs. I'm not perfect. I'm not God. And the more as a man, you can admit that the more strength you actually have, because I believe I'm a firm believer that strength comes from a place of humility. It does not come from a place of knowing everything. Your real strength comes from a place of humility. So listen, listen before you speak. And number three, so we got quit making shit about you. Number two, listen before you speak. And number three, learn how to see the gaps and anticipate the problems before they happen. Now, there's only one way that you can actually see the gaps and anticipate problems before they happen. And that is to live life as a leader who is proactive. I've never known a true leader that is not proactive. It just doesn't happen. Could you imagine showing up, you know, for uh, for a Patriots game or a, I don't know, a, a Chiefs game or Seahawks game or whatever, and all the players show up and they're ready for the game and, and they're like, well, coach, what's our game plan? And he's like, I don't know. I mean, I just figured we'd go out there and see what happens. Uh, I just figured we'd just show up and see what happens, right? Isn't that what you do? Could you imagine what Russell Wilson or Patrick Mahomes or Tom Brady would do if their coach said, well, I don't know, we're just going to show up and see what happens. We're just going to show up and see how the other guys act. And however they act is how we will react. Could you imagine how shitty their football team would be? It would be disgusting. It would be of no value, of no use. Why? Because leaders are anticipators. They see the gaps. They anticipate the problems before they happen. And so a good coach is always going to have a game plan. He's always going to lead the team with a game plan. He's going to say, hey, I don't know everything. I don't know exactly what these plays that these guys are going to run is, but here's what we anticipate happening based upon what we see. Now, let's apply that to you being a husband. If you're not anticipating and seeing the gaps in your marriage before they happen, you will find yourself in this situation where your wife is cheating on you or where these things are happening. And you will start to see, especially those of you who play hindsight is 2020 and you start looking behind you and go, oh my gosh, I was not present. I did not emotionally connect with her. I didn't communicate well with her. I didn't make her feel a safe place. I didn't do the things that were necessary because I wasn't looking at that. I was making shit about me. I wasn't listening before I spoke. I was making it about me and I didn't see the gaps. I didn't see the red flags. 
And part of that honestly just comes back to our own conditioning and the what, the raising the necessity or the necessity of what we live. Go back and listen to that podcast episode about raise the necessity, change your life. That's exactly what this is about, is the idea that we have to raise our standards. And the more we raise our standards, the more we see the gaps. And so as you raise your standards and say, hey, you know what? I'm going to live life at a totally different uh, dimension. I'm going to live from this place of I'm not going to accept toxic communication. I'm not going to accept you cheating on me. I'm not going to accept these things. And you start to do that. You see the gaps in the relationship and you go, oh, we need boundaries here. This isn't, this is not acceptable. We can't live this way. And you have to make those choices. You are the leader. I'm talking to men. I am talking to men. I know I've got people following me on Instagram that aren't men and that's fine, but I'm talking to you. If you're a man and you're in a relationship, you are the fucking leader. And it is up to you to see the gaps and anticipate the problems before they happen. Here's how you can do that. You've got to be aware. You've got to slow down and be aware of what is happening. If you're not literally anticipating spending time with your wife, spending quality time with her, planning out date nights, if you are not actively seeking out connection time with her, you are, there's no way you're going to see the gaps. There's no way possible. Here's when you'll see the gap. When she suddenly gets short with you, when she suddenly does something to, to, you know, be angry at you, or she gives you a sarcastic side comment, all of a sudden you want to fix it. I want to fix it. What's going on? I want to fix it because I'm a fixer. That's what I do instead of leading in that situation. So a fixer, I'll just give you that example here. That's a perfect example. Fixer is going to respond differently than a leader. The fixer, as soon as he hears, oh, babe, you, why'd you, you were just sarcastic with me you know, blah, 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 right? Or why are you being such a bitch? Blah, 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 blah. And getting all mad and getting all angry, getting all offended. And she's like, well, fuck you, blah, 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 blah. You know, like, and it just becomes this stupid fight over what? Over nothing. What we teach our guys in our Empowered Man programs, the 30-day challenge, our VIP program, Revive Community, what we teach them is how to slow the fuck down, lead the conversation. It's clear to me something is not right. And I'm going to go to her and say, hey, I feel like something's off here. Uh, have I done something to hurt you? Have I done something to offend you? Are you okay? What's going on? Are you okay? I, I felt a little slighted there. And giving her that opportunity to share, giving her that space to feel loved and to feel valued, that's what your wife is missing. More than likely, 99% of the time, Women are missing that emotional connection from men because they don't know how to fucking do that. They don't know how to slow down. That's what we teach our men to do. Some of you go, well, it's already divorce or she's already doing this. She's already doing that doesn't matter. We can still help you with your communication. We can still help you set healthy boundaries. We can still help you own your shit. I can't tell you how many guys have come through our programs and they were like close to divorce. We've had some where restraining orders have been. I just interviewed a client yesterday where there was a restraining order on him. Like literally he could not communicate with her. And four weeks went by, he's in the program and he's, he's just doing his thing. He's not, he's taken in what we were teaching him about communication boundaries. He's starting to own his shit. All that stuff happens. And suddenly she reaches out to him. And when she reaches out to him, it gave him an opportunity to use some of the skills that he had learned. And we walked him through how to respond to that. And fast forward two months later, not only did the restraining order get lifted, not only is their divorce off the table, but they are together and they are working together on restoring their new marriage 
because they know the old one is dead. They know they can't go back to the old one. The only thing they can do is press on and move forward. Guys, that only happens through leadership. It only happens through you deciding, I'm going to stop being a fucking fixer and I'm going to start being a leader. That's my challenge to you today. My challenge for you is to stop trying to fix all of these problems. Stop trying to, you know, oh, my wife's doing this. Slow down. You can't make her stop talking to those people. You can't make her stop going out and cheating on. You can't make her do those things. You can't control her. But what you can do is control you. What you can do is lead you. And if you can't lead you, you can't lead your home. That's why we have so many fucked up families is because men don't know how to lead themselves. They don't practically think about their days. They don't plan their days. They just exist. They just react to everything because that's all they do. They just show up, they get out of bed and they just like show up at work and they just do their thing and they fix the things at work and then they go home and they fix the things with their kids and then they fix the things with this, but nobody's fucking leading. And, and, and your family, your kids need you to step up and be a fucking leader. They need you to stop being a fixer. Yes, it's good that you have the ability to fix problems and solve problems and do those things. But that fixing has to go backwards. It has to come from a place of humility where it's like, hey, I'm going to lead this. Something happens. I'm going to respond from a place of humility and I'm going to ask permission. Hey, do you need me to step in? Do you need me to help fix something? Do you need me to do this? And if you don't, I'm not here for that. We have to let go of that stuff, guys. The pain, I get it. It's unbearable. I've lived it. I know what it feels like. I know when you feel like you're about to die and you don't want to live anymore. I know exactly what that feels like. And you're not alone in that. You are absolutely not alone. If you were experiencing rejection, if you're experiencing breakup, if you're experiencing those things, it can be and feel unbearable, but it's not. I'm here to tell you there's more to life than that. And I'm not saying your relationship is not important. It is totally important, but there is more to you. There is more to your relationship and more to everything than, than that, than, than living in that hell and then living in that rejection, living in those places. You can lead even no matter where you're at, you can lead. You can start leading right now because it's a fucking choice. So question for you today, are you going to stop being a fixer and start being a leader? It's up to you guys. Hey, if what you heard today really resonated with you and you want to connect with me, then here's what I want you to do. Pull out your phone right now and go to empoweredman.co slash group. That's empoweredman.co, not com, .co slash group. So you can join our free Facebook group and connect with me there. We also have a ton of free content and trainings in that group to help you when you join. So until then, this is Mark signing off on Empowered AF.